Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I'm so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Alan Dubon and Black Label CXO for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Alan and the team at Black Label CXO do an amazing job of helping businesses all over the world achieve their dreams of having a more organized and more successful business. From creating websites to helping you with your social media to CRMs, Alan and his team have so many different amazing ideas to help you become a more successful realtor. I'm very thankful for them and how they've been a part of helping my business grow and very thankful for their support and sponsorship of this episode. So let's get into today's podcast episode. I am honored to have my great friend, Tony Snyder with us today. Tony is a naturally curious individual and we got connected when he mentored me through Men of Iron where I got connected through Victory Church. And Tony has a passion for knowing and helping others, a passion for relationships and connecting with people and introducing them to others. Tony is an accomplished storyteller and communicator, making complex topics and ideas more understandable by using messages that suit the person in front of them. Historically, Tony has used his expertise to help others with business success, whether it be leadership, sales, marketing, business strategy, or strategic planning. Tony now works for Global Disciples, an organization in Lancaster, PA, with the simple vision to see every person have an opportunity to choose and follow Jesus Christ. And so he got connected there and joined the team. And so he helps people there, you know, by asking questions and listening, providing coaching and encouragement and helping people find their passion and their purpose and to pursue it. Tony, thank you for coming on the show. We first got connected when, like I said, Tony mentored me through Men of Iron. And so during that time, actually, Tony (laughs) saw a lot of different seasons in my life. I think when we started, you know, mentorship, I was dating Valerie and then we got engaged in that time and married, you know, all in that, you know, year or year and a half that we were doing that. So Tony knows a lot about me. And so I am a little scared. But Tony, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, John. I'm curious what you're going to ask me. That's right, man. Well, I appreciate you. And, you know, I just want to talk to you. You know, you have such a passion for mentorship. And as I thought about, you know, this month here in March on the podcast, I'm sharing my story right from the beginning to the end. And I thought about influential people and influential moments in my life. And Men of Iron and being mentored was probably a huge influential moment. And so I'm like, who would be better to talk to? then Tony about either mentoring me or why mentorship has always been something he's been passionate about, why, you know, realtors should get into, you know, having a mentor and all those different things. So I would just love, you could just kind of start with like, what led you to being passionate about mentorship? Wow. Thanks for that setup, John. What really led me to be passionate about mentorship was I think a number of things. I've been blessed to have some, some really good uh, and I can only really say this through the lens of of looking back. You know, they they have that cliche about a Monday morning quarterback has twenty twenty vision, and I can say with the cliche of that, or or through that lens, that looking back, I've been blessed to have some really good mentors. I, I might not have realized it at the time, but I had some real kind of visionaries at each step of the way through my personal journey, and and I've always just had a passion also for connecting with with other men, and the Lord has really honored that. Yeah. And I think what I remember, (laughs) again, I I was doing so many different things from dating to engaged and married. But I remember in that season that you were able to 
put yourself in my shoes. And I think that's a big part of mentoring or being mentored, um, especially like mentoring someone else is like putting them in their shoes, right? So you didn't say, hey, look, I'm 40 something years old. I have this all together. Listen to me. You understood. Hey, John's a 20 something year old kid, kind of a little scatterbrained at times, right? (laughs) But he's laughing, guys. So you really put yourself into the situation. So what, how have you been able to use those skills to the skills you've learned in your career to look at other people really, you know, 20 years behind you at times and say, hey, here's what I can, you know, speak into your life at this moment. Wow. The fir- first and foremost, as I hear you answer that question, what gives me the ability to kind of transpose myself into a situation, I'm, I'm reminded of all the times I failed in doing that. And, and particularly, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, is with my first and greatest responsibility of my family. Sometimes I'm not able to kind of put myself because I, I just want to be prescriptive instead of listening well and, and asking questions I've been relating with a group uh, here locally. I'm, I'm in the Lancaster area, and, and there's a group that's a uh, meets at a church. is a It's a business fellowship, and and the, one of the rules for the conversation when someone brings a business issue to process is you can't say here's what you should do or here's what I would do. You, you need to ask questions with the goal of helping the person form what they think they need to do. And and John, I, I haven't always been a great listener to understand. A lot of times I've been guilty of listening to be able to wait until you stop talking so I can respond. And I think that, you know, there's that old thing, seek to be understood or seek to understand and then to be understood. And and uh, so that's really what I've been better at in business than personally, but I've been getting better on the personal side. Yeah. And I think back to those times. I mean, I was (laughs) and people have shared, right? We're we're mid-March at this point. And so I've kind of shared up to this point my journey really to the moment I got my real estate license. And what I didn't, you know, share on some of those episodes was, I mean, during our time together, I would I would go from one job to another to another. And I remember, you know, when I transitioned from, you know, more of a national bank to a bank that had a big piece of the community. I remember sitting there with you in Mount Joy Tropical Smoothie and you saying, like, why are you doing this? And then, like, you know, I explained, hey, the local footprint, more opportunities. And so then you kind of were like, "Okay, you on board. But one of the big pieces I took away from our time, many of them, but especially, you know, once I was married and got into this season of like changing jobs and things like that was don't always jump because you think the grass is greener. Like you were a big part of teaching me that. And I even look back now, like when you're a realtor and you're having success, everybody comes calling. So it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, but I could go here and make more money or do this or do this. And then reminding myself like, the grass isn't always greener, John. Remember like what you learned from bank transitions. And so what have you, you know, whether it be either mentoring others or in your career, What have you learned about like being able to kind of see, hey, don't just jump and jump and jump to the next thing? What where does that come from and and where have you learned that? Oh, so good. And and uh I need to uh sit down with you and and hear some of these other things that you learned because maybe I didn't even realize it at the time that that's where we're going. So thanks even for sharing that now. One thing that I think has helped to not always just jump because of you know, $1 more, or this looks a little better, or I I can have off on 
on Sunday or, or whatever is, again, that backwards looking perspective. I, I wouldn't say that it was a conscious thing at the time, John, but what I would say is that every role that I've had, every opportunity that I've been able to step into uh, has prepared me for the moment in time where I am right now, whether it be my first quote unquote real job, which I, maybe I shouldn't share, but I was, I was selling cars and uh, you had to evaluate the situation in front of you. You had to read the person. Were they, were they really interested in buying a car or were they kicking tires while the car that they love is, is getting an oil change? And if that's the case, then you need to honor them well because they're still there and, and they can still have something positive to say about the experience or they can, they can have something negative to say about the experience. But I learned skills in that role that helped me to the next role and to the next role and to the next role. So again, it's maybe embarrassing to admit, but it, it wasn't really a conscious thing other than just loyalty and, and trying to do a great job for where I was in the moment. Well, and I think, right, God uses those things, right? Like something I say to people, I talk to realtors every week who find the podcast and some of the things I say, or there's certain shows I released and I was like, oh, that one wasn't as good or that wasn't as good. And they're like, that helped me so much. And so I think it's also a reminder for all of us, you don't, whatever season God has you in, like you don't know the impact you're going to have. You might say something, I, you know, I talk about social media and growing business through social media. And to me, it's like simple. Well, to other people, it's so profound that they're like, wait, what? You did what through social media? You grew your business, you know, you tripled your income through social media. And so I just think sometimes the things that we think are small are actually big to those that hear them too. That's so good and so true. Just in what you're doing, others see, and we're a book that others read even when we don't know it. It's so true, man. So mentorship and for realtors, I mean, you know, you've seen my journey and you know, you know, many other realtors in the area, you know, a few of the people on my team. Why is mentorship something that a realtor needs? A solopreneur who's often lonely, whether they're, you know, Christians and people that follow Jesus or not, why is mentorship a big part of having success? I think really mentorship is, is a huge part of having success. Because when you're alone, a solopreneur, to use your, your term, when you're digging a ditch, the view never changes. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's true. But, you know, mentorship allows you to walk with someone. If, if you're being the mentor, you're able to impart things that you've learned, challenges, mistakes you've made to the person that you're mentoring. And if you're being mentored, you have an opportunity for someone that probably has has walked through that circumstance or that customer situation or that challenge that man I'm, I really this is the thing I know I should do ethically this is the right thing to do but wow this would be so much easier or, or would maybe serve me and, and be quicker mm. you have someone that can ask you those hard questions well what's your motivation in doing that Tony What's your motivation in doing that, John? What's the goal? And how does it line up with what your stated objectives are? And, and really, I think it's critical for that, for that reason. That is so interesting that you say that because I've, I've shared with you about the online community. I'm part of Total A Freedom. And we often talk, most of us have right now have successful businesses. And even on a recent call, they said like, 
but I realized I don't have to always have more, right? My income's where I want it to be. I've built these different business arms. I don't need more. And I think that's so hard for many of us, realtors especially, to not be like, oh, but I'm going to do the next thing, jump to the next thing, sell the next house. Like, okay, but if you're, your family's struggling, if your wife's not feeling supported, well, then what's it worth? That's so good. We Even this morning, the day we're recording this, uh, I was with a group of men at, at seven o'clock. And uh, so back to that passion for mentoring and being mentored. And we were actually asking the question of, you know, how much is enough? And should I run after this or, or should I take care of my first and greatest mission field, which is my family? You know, and it was a really real and authentic sort of challenge that we realized that there was one brother that brought the question for wisdom and insight and prayer. And we all had to kind of look around and realize that we've all had that challenge, even today, even this week. And uh, there's so much that's good. And sometimes that can get away in the way of, of what is great. Wow. And John Stange, who I know I've shared his name with you, and I interviewed him a few times, he'll say every yes is a no to something else. And so what's where's your best yes? And that's very hard, right? I have, and I'll share this on the podcast coming up. And, you know, but I told you briefly, like, I've got a huge listing coming up, like big, big time listing, putting even, you know, a few thousand dollars just into the pictures and video for the property. So I also have to realize, hey, in this season, this 60 days with this home, I'm going to be swamped. And so communicating, I've learned, you know, that was a lesson too. communicating well with my wife and my family. You know, now my kids are too young, but imagine they're 10 years older. Hey, dad's really busy this week communicating. Hey, I'm going to be really busy right now, but it's going to allow some flexibility, either time or financial or whatever, so that I have more time later. It's not just, okay, good. Go sell a few million dollar properties. Okay. Make $500,000 a year. The reason I'm doing this, the reason we're all doing this and realtors, the reason you're doing this is to support your family. But there comes this time where, hey, you got to be able to push the pause button and say, okay, but right now my wife needs me right now. My kids haven't seen me in two weeks. And I'm sure you've in your seasons, right? You've had seasons where you're swamped and you don't see your wife or your girls for a period of time. But there's got to be that piece of balance where, OK, but now they really need me and I need to like put this other stuff on hold. No, ab absolutely. <laughs> we're we're kind of trading off of each other so much that it's hard to, to respond to maybe one good nugget in the prior words, but count the cost and what's it worth to you? I mean, I, again, I was, I'm torn back to this conversation I was having this morning and one of us, I don't remember who it was. One of us quoted Andrew Carnegie, one of the, the great robber barons of of the last century. And, and he was asked one time, how much is enough, Mr. Carnegie? And, you know, I've heard the quote a bunch of different ways, but his response was $1 more. But what's the cost of that dollar? What, what does it gain yeah. you if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul? What does it gain mm -hmm. you if you gain the whole world, but you lose your family? John, even in the moment, when you talk about this next 60 days, my challenge to you, my exhortation would be, be intentional and be present when you are present. Yep, absolutely. Because it's going to be that much more valuable 
when the scarcity of time over these next two months. Well, and that's so interesting that you said that because I've shared the quote similar on the podcast and I thought it was Nelson Rockefeller. But to be honest, it probably was both. And they probably all said it because yeah. if you don't have and again, I'm not. But like for us, for people that follow Jesus, of people of faith, it's like, yeah, but our priorities are shifted. But even for non-Christians listening to the show, like you've got to have your priorities in order. And that means your faith, you know, if you are a person of faith and your family, your and right. This goes back to the men of iron stuff, your faith, family, finances, your friends and your fitness. And I think what they often talk about in the program is, hey, you got to balance all these things. Right. And we've you know, you know this. And but people that don't know men of iron, they will often share. Oh, Steve Jobs. Oh, look at all these four F's he had doing great. But he had this. He didn't have a family or whatever the case. Elon Musk, all these people. And so I think it's a reminder to keep the main things, the main things. That's your family. That's your, you know, your faith, those five F's, you know, and of course the faith is always the top and then the family and then pour into other people. So what I love about what you do and why I appreciate you is you don't just say, oh yeah, I mentored somebody I'm done, right? Like we haven't done mentorship in three or four years, but you still check in see how I'm doing. And I think like, <laughs> this is not a commercial for Men of Iron, but I think it's kind of like what they teach is like mentorship is not a one-year program. It's a lifetime. And now, hey, you were poured into by people who can pour into you. And it's kind of, you know, we've been saying, we've been kind of dancing around it here. We both follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. Those that don't, we all worship something. Yeah. Or someone. We just choose to worship someone with a, a different perspective, a more of an internal perspective. But I'm I'm reminded of mentorship could be looked at another way. In the church, we might call it discipleship or coaching, or, you know, business term or or whatnot. But it's it's intentional pouring into someone. And I love your reminder that it's it's not for a season. That's a contractual relationship. We're talking about a covenant or a transformative relationship that brings life, not just for a day, but for a lifetime. That's awesome. Intentionally pouring into someone because one of the wonderful things, and this is right why this podcast exists, because if I just take all these things that these amazing people like yourself have taught me and helped me grow in, and now I've created a successful real estate business. And then I don't tell anybody about it, not tell them about my success. But if I don't help them, what is it worth? Like, I often think about the word whenever anything comes up, especially in the last probably two or three months. I was at a mastermind retreat a few weeks ago at the end of February in St. Augustine, Florida. And we would go, you know, we go around at these retreats and talk about like stuff we're working on in our business. And someone stopped me and said, and my, my amazing friend, Ken Carfagno, he said, John, what's Val think? And I stopped and I said, interesting, because she's definitely on board with things I'm doing in the business. But like, he's like, no, no. But do you talk every two weeks about the last two weeks in the business and what you're doing and what you're learning? And how does she feel these last two weeks? How does she feel these next two weeks? I was like, and it was a mic drop moment for me. Like I went there to get business advice and this. And then I'm like, oh, but I learned even more so personally and spiritually, emotionally, like how to connect better. My business is nothing without God's blessings and like her support. So like, is she on board with every single step? All that to say, I thought so much about the word legacy, mm. right? What do I want my legacy to be, right? I can sell houses, make good money, have a nice house, 
and then I die. <laughs> right. Like, or can I produce whether it's podcast content, whether it's blog, whether it's being on pot, whatever it is, I want to help people. Right. I feel like God has put me here to, in a small piece, show them, hey, there is hope, you know, and ultimately that's through Jesus. But like even for realtors who are lonely in their business, hey, let's talk about how you can grow, how your business can grow and maybe a small way I can help. Wow. Legacy, have a bunch of nice stuff and then you die. My, my great aunt used to say, and I, I found it said it differently in Proverbs, I wish I could tell you the verse, but she used to say that the armored car doesn't follow the hearse. And, you know, we can't take it with us. So, you know, we need to store up those treasures or leave something behind for those because those that went ahead of us left something for us, didn't they? Yeah, that's so right. I love your heart, John, for, you know, hope, emotional support. Maybe here's, here's what I did and it didn't work. So you might try this to a new realtor in there learning their craft, trying to make it and determine, hey, am I going to do this full time or am I going to be, you know, the numbers and I'm sure you've talked about it. You know, am I going to sell one or two homes a year or or am I going to actually make a living? If I'm not willing to commit, I just have a hobby, don't I? It's <laughs> it's it's so true. It's so true. So that's thank you. And I appreciate you and your passion for discipleship, your passion for coaching and mentoring others. Really appreciate it. I would love to, you know, as we kind of get towards the end of our time together, you know, you've had careers, you know, you talked about your first job, you know, selling cars throughout the journey. What's one lesson that you've learned that you can share with realtors or go back and give yourself a piece of advice when you, you know, the first day on your first job? And what would it be? I would love for you to share that if you're willing. I think I would say to younger me, love well, love, love people well honor the person in front of you and don't forget your first and, and greatest mission field, you know, which, which is your home and your family. I'm, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, John, but six months after our older daughter was born, my, my wife had a heart attack and I got her to the hospital and I left her there and I went back to work yeah. and it took a long time for me to realize how I had hurt her. And how I didn't honor her, how I didn't, how I didn't even fulfill my marriage vows, you know, in that day. And, and uh, she's, by God's grace and her love, she's forgiven me. But I was blinded by what I thought I had to do to provide instead of just being, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, that's not to say that, that we don't have to work, but we need to love well. Wow. Just being, and I had briefly heard that story, but it's so impactful every time. And it's very interesting, right? Like, what do our spouses want? Like, you know, and I've shared on the show how like I'm very comfortable with like the income I make now. And my goal this year is to do about one and a half times, but not at the cost of working more hours. I'm going to work less this year, right? And getting big listings helps with that because it means, you know, you do one house instead of eight. And there's a point where our spouses don't care. Like, hey, you've provided for me. We're paying the bills soon. You know, we'll have our house paid off. So like, I just want you be here. And like you said earlier, be present. Don't be here and be working 24 seven, right? I'm, I try to, that's why I do leave the house. I try to leave the house every day because I'm going to work while I'm gone and I'm going to try to be home when I'm home. But that's so well said, you know, honor the person in front of you. And I think 
for realtors, that's what we're here for, right? There's so many terrible realtors. I say on the show that if you can answer your phone and be nice, you're better than 90% of the realtors out there. And for all of us, honor the person in front of you, care about those people, not just to make a sale, but because you genuinely care about them. And you know, if you do sales the right way, if I take care of people and love people and care about them, the sales are going to come. But if I pretend I care about people just to sell them a house or sell them something, they see through that superficial caring about me and they're not interested in doing business with you. Yeah, amen. Authenticity yeah. can't be faked. I mean, the you know, there's so many, oh, just hustle or fake it till you make it or this, that, and the other thing. But what you can't fake is your genuine curiosity, your genuine enthusiasm, your genuine care for the person in the conversation. And I think that authenticity, some might say it another way that that is integrity, that you're the same when you're talking to the person as you're talking about the person. But that's so critical. It is all of that. I'm writing all this down. Authenticity can't be fake. Care, enthusiasm, integrity, all of those words are so important. And as we sort of transition, I think this is a great time. You know, you've been in lots of different careers and journeys, and I think it's been fun, maybe not for you, but it's been fun on the outside watching your journey the last few years, because I think when you talk about like authenticity, loving, honoring the person in front of you, caring, integrity, all of those things and following God's mission for you know the gifts he's given you have kind of led you there to your job at Global Disciples. Yeah, no, amen. They, they really have. I mean, when I sit down with new potential relationships today, I still get the question. I've been, I've only been with Global Disciples a short time, a couple of years, but I still get the question sometimes of, what did you do before this? And, you know, you can answer it so many ways and it depends on how uh, I'm feeling the person that I'm talking to, what way they're asking me in question, you know, kind of like when you're interviewing for a job and somebody says, tell me about yourself. And some people will say, well, I was born at a really young age and, and they'll <laughs> proceed to tell you every second of their life. Whereas what they really want to know is how can you solve the problem that I'm dealing with? And, and sometimes I, I delight in sharing with people that, well, before this, this ministry that that really at our heart, you know, there's John, there's a third of the world, and I know you know this, but there, there's a third of the world that doesn't know Jesus in a way that they could understand and respond and, and maybe make a decision to follow him or to not. And, and uh, Global Disciples serves to equip groups of churches in the least reached regions in a locally sustainable way so that we can help change that. And it's been amazing, the journey of the ministry for the last 25 years, but uh, more than 25 years. But that's what we do. But I'll tell people, I'll say, well, before this, I was uh, selling guns on the internet. And, and right. uh, you know, but again, I don't tell that to everybody, but, but it's, uh, it's interesting to see people's responses. Uh, typically, I'll say I've been in relational sorts of positions, sales, marketing, and, you know, some of the easier things like cars, for example, to sell or internet advertising or senior living or guns on the internet. I think it's interesting and awesome, too, because I've watched your journey through, you know, different jobs and sometimes just working to provide and then finding your niche. And I feel that you have found it. And I feel in the same way God kind of led me right 
this month on the podcast, I'm sharing the story. The first episode talked about February 26, 2019, the day I lost my full-time job, the downward mental spiral that followed, and then finding, John, you're not a good W-2 employee. And that doesn't mean you're a bad worker. It doesn't. It just means you need to find something where you can work for yourself. And now in real estate, I could never imagine doing anything different. But I think I needed that failure along the way, as hard as it was, to see this is where God has you. Well, absolutely. And sometimes we as men, especially, I know there's men and women that are wildly successful uh, realtors and probably going to listen to the podcast, but we tend to often put our identity in what we do. What's the first question we typically ask? But, so what do you do? Yeah. And we put our identity in the wrong place. And, and the thing is that our founder and, and another one of our international workers is getting ready to release a book and it's called Ordinary Disciples, Extraordinary Influence. And we, we all have the opportunity. We're, we're all ordinary people and we all know, you know, not all of us are going to be the, the greatest realtor ever or the, the greatest fundraiser or Billy Graham or president of the United States, but we all can make a difference and have influence where we have been intentionally put for this time in this place. Ordinary people, extraordinary influence, man. If that's not a mic drop, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it's really good. I've, I've read a little bit of the, the pre the pre-release copies. There's actually going to be a book launch. Uh, you can find out more information on our website, globaldisciples.org. There's going to be a, a book launch event at supply in Mannheim. Uh, at the end of April. And uh, we hope help to bring awareness to this near culture approach that really kind of separates global disciples from so many other organizations that are also maybe equipping locals to do the work. And especially over the last couple of years, when, when we couldn't travel, we found out that while wow, the work was still getting done overseas. And now, you know, we need to be more intentionally focused on uh, building relationships here to help uh, equip and keep pace with the work that's going on overseas. Well, I appreciate it so much, man. And I love, you know, you shared when I kind of asked you, and I love that, you know, I love that this is just a conversation. I don't script this. I don't say here the questions I said, hey, we're going to talk about mentorship. But I love what you wrote when I kind of just asked you for a brief bio because you said, you know, a, a discontent led you to join the team. And I've even shared on the podcast a few times about Shazone which I say wrong, but that's okay by Craig Rochelle and how that's impacted Calzone. 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 Yes. I know that it's impacted me. And it's really interesting once you find, right, what is God's purpose for you? Where does he want you? And then when you live in that and live in that freedom, it's like, oh, wow, I love what I do. I love the people I get to do it for or with or whatever. And how, and how can I serve people? So thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for the chance. I actually enjoyed it. So uh, thanks for making it easy. And, You're welcome. Uh, and, and lobbing me some softball questions. Oh, no, it was good. I love just, I mean, you're amazing. And so just asking you questions about like why you're passionate about mentorship is awesome. So if you are interested in connecting with Tony, he I'm supposed to make sure that you know that he loves coffee. And so if he you like coffee, he wants to know you. But he's great at just kind of helping others see the things they're not acting on and introducing them to someone they meet. He is, you know, definitely a connector. And also if you're passionate about global missions, you know, Global Disciples is doing amazing work. And if you're passionate about that, the Great Commission or Jesus, he'd love to connect with you. And he loves just connecting with people and getting to know them. So, Tony, like as we close out, thank you so much again. And where can people find you if they'd like to connect with you? 
Yep, sure. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm often uh, out having coffee or uh, I, I eat most days. So uh, lunch or, or <laughs> something like that as well. But I could also be found uh, out at the Big Green Egg uh, making something for uh, dinner. But the best way is probably LinkedIn. And it's uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Tony L. Snyder, or just just search for me. I'm, I'm the guy with the mug. I told John before we started that I've got a, a face for radio. So I'm, I'm so thankful that this is going to be audio only. But yeah, look for me on LinkedIn. I think this might be the first episode that we release on YouTube, too, just because. Yeah, you, about, you just kidding. Be. Well, I appreciate you so much, man. Honored to know you. Thank you so much for your time today. Hey, I love you, brother. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, bro. Wow, guys, I love these interviews. I feel like each one gets better and better. And I learned so much along the way that I'm writing crazy notes as we go through. Thank you so much, Tony Snyder, for your time. Really appreciate you. And as we close out, I'll just kind of briefly share for a couple minutes a few of my takeaways. I loved towards the beginning of the interview where he just talked about all the times he's failed and the perspective that comes from that. And, you know, the power of mentorship is like being the Monday morning quarterback where you see 2020. And I love how he's learning and sharing on the show. You know, it's not, oh, here's what you should do. You know, it's just, let's ask questions, seek to understand and have a backwards looking perspective where you're learning from your life and where you are helping others as well and trying to pour into them as well. I just love that entire perspective that he shared. I loved as well, you know, as we just talked more about mentorship, how he just talked about the huge impact it has had on his life. I loved the visual of, you know, as I talked about a solopreneur and he said, you know, when a solopreneur is working alone, it's like they are digging a ditch. The view never changes. And oh, my goodness, I felt like that was like one of those mic drop moments where I'm like, oh, my goodness, that makes so much sense. And it reminds me more and more. And I hope it reminds you all like mentorship is important. Being poured into is super important, you know, for someone to share other perspectives with you while you're digging your ditch and mentoring others is important. If you've had people that pour into you, go like Tony and don't just be poured into, but see how you can serve others as well. So I loved that perspective that he shared as well. I love how he talked about how, you know, when you mentor people, you just get a different view and even how he said this morning, and it's so amazing, you know, the way God does things and that he had a conversation about this today, how he was having a meeting and they're talking about hey, doing the ethical thing and the right thing and counting the cost, you know, and it's basically, you know, mentorship is intentionally pouring into others. And I loved how he just encouraged me and all of you, like count the cost of what you're doing. Maybe every business decision is not saying yes. Maybe it's saying no, because you, you know, want more time with your family and they matter to you and you need to make them a priority. I love how he talked about, you know, just for realtors out there, you know, loving well and honoring the person in front of you. He shared the story of his wife and it was so impactful and it is every time I hear it, you know, but just pour into people, love them well, be authentic. You know, he said, authenticity can't be faked. And I thought that was another one of those mic drop moments. He said, care about people, have enthusiasm, have integrity. Man, if realtors out there can just be authentic, have integrity, care for people and have enthusiasm. Wow, we all would be great realtors making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year because people won't be able to get enough of us and will want to be around us all the time. But I think, you know, it's not about the money. It's about caring about people and serving them first and foremost. 
as we closed out, I love how, you know, he talked about during job interviews, you know, they don't want to know what you did and the day you were born and, you know, your parents and all that. They want to know, like, how can you solve a problem? And for us as realtors, that's what our clients want to know. Hey, I either need to sell a house or buy a house. How can you solve that problem? And so, you know, I love what Tony's doing there with Global Disciples. I'm very thankful for him. Definitely check out what he's doing. You know, you can look up Global Disciples online. You can connect with him on LinkedIn, Tony Snyder, and his username is Tony L. Snyder. I am so, so thankful for amazing people that mentored me like Tony. And Tony was one of the, you know, main influencers in my life, you know, especially during that time where I went from dating to engaged to married. So very thankful for him. Thank you so much, Tony, for not only pouring into my life, but continuing to pour into others and for the amazing work you're doing there at Global Disciples. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I hope it was helpful for you guys. And I hope that there was something in this episode that you can take and apply to your life and your real estate business to make you better. Thanks for listening. And I will see you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.